At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. We are here with Cows on the Moon, special guest because Keegan here has been interning with Big Heavy World. So this is kind of, must be kind of fun for you. Yeah. A little bit of a different thing. You're now on that side, plus secret thing. She also writes the write-ups. So she's going to write a write-up on her own band. So she gets to like <laughs> say something and then alter it. Yeah. This is crazy. So, anyways, we like to kick it off with a song. We're going to do that first. We'll have you introduce it and then introduce your band when we come out of that song. So, what's the first song you have for us tonight? All right. Um, our first song is called Antagonist.
fight that was antagonized by cows on the moon. So let's introduce Keegan. You have the mic, so you might just have to be a little bit of an MC here to introduce the rest of your band here. So let's start with yourself and then pick an order. <laughs> Go around the room. All right. Um, I'm Keegan. I sing and write songs. Uh, I'm Sal. I play guitar, sometimes bass. I'm Henry, and I play bass. Sometimes guitar. <laughs> uh, I'm Alistair, and I play drums. I'm Ryan. I play piano, harmonica, and sometimes guitar. I'm Peter. I play guitar and sometimes piano. So does everybody play sometimes guitar here? <laughs> Almost. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I'm, more, I'm more sometimes piano. But but everybody plays at least one. Are you going to play different instruments tonight for us, or are you? Uh, s- yes. One switch. One, one switch. One switch. One okay, one cool. Switch. Right, right. Now the next song, yeah. The next song, yeah. Awesome. So, why don't you start out a little bit with tell us how did cows get on the moon? Where did, where where did this band come from? Who started it? <laughs> uh, okay, so basically last year, me and Henry uh, come into class first day, and we recognize each other. It was the first day of school, and uh, an AutoCAD class uh, with Rossi um, and we start talking and he starts talking about this band scene at UVM which I wasn't aware of at the time but, but you're at UVM we are at UVM all of you are at UVM all of our, okay uh, yeah we're all at UVM and uh, he said we should start a band so I said that's a great idea and I knew Keegan uh, sang and did her own stuff at the time so uh, we got with her and then we just started forming it from there uh, I always forget how we got Alistair but you want to tell it? Yeah. Oh, it's kind of funny. I'll go through like everything because it wasn't that crazy. But you guys sent a Instagram story out saying you needed a drummer. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll respond to that. And I responded to no avail for about a week and a half. And then I was practicing <laughs> by myself one day, and they're like, hey, can you come to Trinity right now? And I came, and the rest is history. So, so did you, why did you ignore poor Alistair? <laughs> I don't remember. It's just, it's Instagram. It flies by so fast. I mean, (laughs) it just, it just happens. And then how did you come in on the keys? About two years before the school year started this year. uh, Two years? Two months, sorry. (laughs) Two months before the school year started, Peter reached out to me on Instagram and he just asked if I wanted to play with the cows. So I said yes. Uh, Played with them a couple times. And then we had our first show on the Davis Green. Uh, it was my first time with the cows and Sal's first time. And what did they tell us? They said, one of us is getting in the band. And then we played the show. And then they told us that both of us are in the no, band. What? That's what I heard. Someone that's told me that. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I made that up in my mind. But that's, I mean, it was a big... Yeah, yeah. That's you know, that's that's story. what I'll go with. Yes, yeah, st- stick with that. You can yeah. change that in your write up. <laughs> I, will. I definitely. Will. So, 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 how long ago was the CAD class? Uh, a year ago this semester. A year. Ago. A year ago this semester. So, the genesis was a year ago, and then when did the actual band formation happen? We Pretty had, quick after that, or so we also had a six-piece band last year, and two of them are are not in the band anymore. And um, Sal and Ryan took their places. Is there a story, or is, um, is there a shareable story, no. or did they just they just graduated? <laughs> they're they're not with us. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh that happens. that happens. I mean that happens yeah. with a lot of bands. I mean, look at the history of bands, famous and not, right? Exactly. So you sounds like Keegan. You are the song, the lyricist. Let's say. Yeah. Um. We write songs pretty collaboratively. So the music the part. Music. Yeah. Okay. Um. But I've written most of, pretty much all the lyrics. I think. So, so how does that happen? Yeah. How does a song come about? Do you come to the band with lyrics and you write a song around it? Does um, do you get together and jam and then? You start hearing words in your head. I mean, what happens? That happens a lot. So it really varies, but we do jam a lot and then end up um, they're playing something and I envision it in my head and I can hear the song in my head, how I want it to sound. And then I start singing it. I'll come up with like a melody and some words and um, 
yeah, we've written a lot of songs really, really quickly during when we're just kind of jamming out on a random progression. And that's okay. how a lot of, come, of them come about. And then I also, I have like hundreds of songs that I've written throughout like high school too um, with, but I didn't really know how to play guitar that well. So I have the lyrics, but not, but I didn't have music for them really. Um, so I still have a lot of old lyrics that sometimes I'll bring for songs that we're creating. And and, and do you sometimes have the music in your head too? It just doesn't get out because you don't yeah. have all the instruments yeah. there? Um, well, so I play guitar now and I play piano and I produce, so I can write songs now uh, like with instruments and stuff. But um, yeah, actually that first song that we just played was one that I originally wrote as a piano ballad, like very like ballad ballady yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what the word is we're Ballady. making stuff up um exactly so when that came to the band what did you all hear first did she bring song and play it on the on the guitar or the piano or how i recall it is keegan introduced it as oh yeah uh, there, here's this ballad i wrote yeah. but i kind of want to make it heavier and me being probably having the heavier side of the music taste in the band, I was like, please, yes, please, <laughs> I'll do it. So so how did you play it for them first? Did you just sit down at a piano and play? Um, yeah, I played it for them originally as a piano ballad, but I had it in my head. Kind of, the way we played it is honestly exactly how I envisioned wanting to turn it into. So I had that idea kind of... You know, I, I had originally written the song as a piano ballad, but I had that idea in my head, and I really, really wanted to do that, and we did it. You did it. Yeah, we did. And so how, when it, when you're together doing something like that, I'm still, you know, take this song as an example. Did Is there a specific guitar piece that came in first, or bass, or, I mean, I know I'm pointing at the wrong places, but, or, or, or drums, or, or did it? I'm pretty sure Peter had Peter well, had chords. Yeah, um, I mean, I already had all the chords um, and kind of how I wanted it to sound. And then, I don't I don't know. Do you guys remember? We, we all just, like, play, and then, like, our own parts kind of come in. I think yeah. we all just kind of play, and then our own parts will just come in, like, as we do it. Like, I don't think anyone has, like, one vision that we all have to follow. Everyone really does mm -hmm. their own thing. I remember we were listening to a lot of Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, we were listening to a lot of Olivia Rodrigo. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that at yeah. all. <laughs> um, and so how long does it take before you're ready to bring one of those songs out into out into the world for other people? Alistair says, never? <laughs> I don't know. What's that shaking of your Not head? Not long, yeah. <laughs> Not um, long or long? Not long. Not long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't we we don't have enough mics to. I think that we actually pump out songs pretty fast. I think I want to give some credit to Keegan here because we write. I'll say most of the time, not most of the time, but like half the time we have the groove, and Keegan will be freestyling, like the lyrics just come off the top of the head. But I think that for the most part, um, when we write a new song, we want to play it as soon as possible, um, and I think that it was it wasn't never. It was that as soon as like these ideas come to our mind, they're out pretty fast. I think the other thing worth mentioning is that like since there's six of us, there's a lot of ground we could cover pretty quickly in terms of like coming up with ideas. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of like, you know, there's there's five other people that I could bounce ideas off of or that can bounce ideas, you know, back and forth. And like, yeah, it's it's really like I haven't. It's rare that there's bands that are like this just large in numbers that play the sort of music we do. And I think that like really helps us in terms of songwriting. We don't get stuck often, we don't get stuck often is what Alistair said. And I would agree <laughs> with that. And, and, we move fast. And do the, and as you start playing these songs, either just in your practices or out live, especially, do you find them changing as you play them more? I think, yeah, there's definitely some songs that we've like kind of reworked throughout the time that we've had them. And then um, one of the songs we're playing tonight is one of those. And then, um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> it's, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> oh this yes. happened. Yeah, I think like personally when you, 
play something live, you kind of know what works. And when it when it sounds bad, it like really sticks out. It's like, oh, I'm never gonna do that ever again. And I'm gonna go home and like practice that and rework that. Um, but I think that um, our songs haven't changed a whole lot since we've played them live. They've they've stayed pretty similar, except for a couple songs that we've gone back and been like, oh, there's, I think, stuff that we can add to this song to make it better, like a couple songs that we've done in the, in the last week or two. I can say that me personally, um, I agree with Henry that when you play something wrong live, like it really does stick out. So I think that myself individually, I certainly change around my part a lot, but that's kind of easy on the drums. I'm not really sure about the rest of the squad. <laughs> but I think that we, we tend to um, kind of like have the idea in our mind and stick with it. Once it's there. And when you play something wrong on drums, let's just say, are you the only one who knows? Do the rest of them know? Does the audience know? I don't think anyone else has a clue. It's so subjective. But, like, the only time that I can really do stuff obvious is if I play off time. My, well, yes. Yeah, like, my idea of wrong is just playing, like, a tom instead of a snare. Like, oh, I didn't want to do that here. But... Kind of like that chef who says, I made this thing, I don't know, it's not the greatest. And then everyone else says, I wish I could do this, I would eat like yeah. this, like a king all day, all week, I think all it's a month. little like that. <laughs> so I wanted to say something. I, I think now's a pretty good time to fess up about this. I've never played one of our songs, or our covers for that matter, the same way twice. <laughs> like, I, I'm always doing something a little different. There's... Whatever, but but there's a there's there's a there's a little different and there's a wholesale change. True. Yeah. And you're really talking about I assume the subtleties of being different. I'm a I'm a very like hyper detail oriented person. Um so for me like what would be a massive change is probably not super noticeable to a lot of other people. I threw two more 16ths in this song, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm going to sweep this lick instead of tapping, you know? And, and, and those of us in the audience are like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a, and that does, have, I will tell you, that's what happens. Don't ever admit it on stage if you don't want to. But if you do, it comes across as a connection with the audience. I've been to shows where professional musicians said, oh, hold on, let me start over. And it starts to sting with the audience that, you know, becomes a, hey, I'm letting you in to my world and how things work. And, yeah, sometimes I goof up, too, even though I've been, you know, doing 200 shows a year kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Looks like Keegan wants to have another song for us right now. Sure. So we, we do four. What's okay. the second song here? Um, this next one is called Anything, and um, it's one of our relatively newer songs. See 
by cows on the moon so i had a whole lot of questions running through my head while i was listening number one what were they all number two what am i going to start with so one of one of them was i think keegan you've mentioned you all have been playing at red square is that where uh we've played once at red once at red square so do you have um places that you play often do you have you just been kind of um, going wherever you can find it we've been so we've played radio bean twice radio bean um, twice and we okay. played junk teaks twice and those are the two places that we've played the most oh we've also played brennan's pub and uvm multiple times oh <laughs> um and then uh we've played uh various basements around burlington um what other like kind of just random events uh we did the and then the the first one with Ryan and I was outside Davis Center on the little like, uh, what's that called? That's just like the green outside the Davis Center. It was yeah. Yeah, we've done a queue uh, or we've done a few um, different events for like this that the school put on. In fact, our first gig that we um, ever played was at Battle of the Bands last year at, for UVM. So sounds perfect. <laughs> so when you went to that first, I'll. Call it um, actual public venue. What was that like? What was the reception like? What w- and who was in the crowd? I think our f- first public venue was maybe Radio Bean last yeah, year. How about we call it this day? Was Battle of the Bands? Battle of the Bands. Battle of the Bands wasn't public. Yeah, that was more. That was a school sponsored event. Um, I guess Radio Bean last year, but our first um show with all six of us these people up here was um the one on the davis center green and that was that was cool um we had only was it during the day or yes, in the evening it was during the day so it was like it was a second day of classes this this, this, sem- this year yeah. this year so we had practiced a total of twice or three times before that show i think i think it was three times um with us so that was crazy and we it was an hour and a half set an hour and a half wow yeah it was wild straight hour and a half um we took a little break and it was so hot so yeah that was an interesting show it was it was fun it's also important to note that we just met sal and ryan for like the first time officially like four days before that gig was like when we got together for the first time circling back to like that first question though about like the people that come um i think we like with six of us, too, we have a wide range of friends, so we tend to get a pretty happy turnout and people that are happy to see us. But I think that this semester we really started to build our own fan base, and it was really fun. This the previous Radio Bean show, a lot of our parents were there, so we had like a fun parents show. But That was um, the first Radio Bean show or the second? Second. second. This, this second. semester. We, we played there last semester, too. That's pretty much it. Yeah, pre- I think definitely this semester we've generated more um, of a crowd that like know that are not our friends. Um, I think last year it was like 
we were playing shows for all of our friends. And you could count all the faces you exactly. knew. And yeah. It was really fun. We we played some like big shows last year, but it definitely this semester has like kind of taken off a lot. <laughs> and so when you when you advertise yourself to a venue, how do you describe your music? Because I'm not quite sure how what I think first of all, I think today, okay, today genres. I mean, unless it's an obvious, unless you were up there doing polka, I wouldn't necessarily be able to put anyone in a in a in a in a bucket necessarily, and you'd have to be straight polka, because you know there's like punk polka or something. I'm yeah. sure. And, <laughs> well, so, we're so, not polka. You weren't. Yeah, um, we usually describe yes. ourselves as kind of indie rock, but with a little bit of like jam, like some jam in there. Um, sometimes some funk and punk elements. I was going to say, I hear a little 70s, early 80s in there yeah, somewhere. Definitely. Yeah. We I don't do. think it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I feel like we all have very, very diverse music taste and just kind of, I think something we were actually talking about the other day is um, like, is um, kind of deciding how to figure out a sound um, because I think last semester we got kind of in a headspace of like, what is our sound? We need to find our sound. And then we decided to just completely throw that thought out the window. And now we're like, we'll play any genre. It doesn't matter. Like we can play whatever we want. So um, we kind of like to embrace all the genres and try <laughs> and try and just experiment and explore. So speaking of then, kind of your musical histories. So this is one I think you can pass around the room. I'll ask, it's kind of a two-parter. The first part is, tell me what is your earliest musical memory, your earliest memory of music. Think back to as far as you can, but then also, then how did you get into actually performing or playing, or I guess really, I mean, playing an, an instrument of any kind or singing or whatever, so... Anybody can start, I think. <laughs> so I grew up with my parents playing music. Um, but the first time I sort of picked up an instrument, I was, um, I think I was like five years old, and I was at an Easter parade um, in Richmond, Virginia, where I'm from. And it was the Richmond Symphony, had like a tent set up. And I remember like um, walking in and like I saw this cello that was like probably twice as tall as I was. So I go in and I sit down and you can like, and they're like showing you how to play. So they show me how to play it. And I, Wait, I how old were you? Really I think I was like five. They gave a five year old a cello. That's amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I played that for like nine years. Um, I did like the whole like classical cello and like symphony and all that, but I, I wasn't really into it. So then I switched to bass, I think like four years ago or five years ago. I think you should bring a cello into this once in a while. Some strings in there? I don't know It'd be if pretty it's cool. sound, but I'm sure we could. I don't know, electrify don't, it or something, right? Have a sound is what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, my earliest musical memory is, I think I wrote about this on my college essay, actually, um, was, yeah, I remember this as clear as day. It was... Me and my dad in his old, well, at the time it was still pretty new because I was three. It was a 2004 Chevy Colorado. I was in the back right seat. He was up front. I think he had, I don't remember what station on, but um, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin came on. And I saw him like air drumming to it in like the front seat and me being, you know, three year old. I was like, oh, yeah, monkey see, monkey do. So I started doing it. And he glanced back in the rearview mirror and saw me going at it and just was started chuckling. And, and then the next like I, I so I absolutely loved that song. The next song that came on was Limelight by Rush. And that just blew me away. Um, but like the first time I don't think I picked up an instrument really seriously until like fourth grade i started on trumpet then uh towards the end of that i started playing baritone horn which is sort of like a step in between trumpet and tuba then i picked up tuba and then in eighth grade i finally started playing guitar wait you've got cello and tuba yep you need to bring that in because i think 
a tuba bass line, if you've ever seen a band do that, not classical, is amazing. I would absolutely amazing. I would I would be a, I would be down for that. It's it's. Do you hard. still have a tuba? Uh, no, I'd have to okay. find a tuba or, or a sousaphone <laughs> or something. But I'd be down for that for like a little funk thing. And it'd probably be easier for me to play than Henry's bass because I'm left-handed. Henry's right-handed. So I was noticing that you were playing bass, a right-handed bass, left-handed. That is correct. I've and is been, that a little strange, hard, difficult? Um, sort of. Or you're just used to it. It's been a it's been a party trick in a lot of my bands. It started. <laughs> I started doing it in my first band called Abolition of. We were a punk band, and. We were doing Brain Stew and Jaded by Green Day, and our singer and bassist, um, Jaded is just a really fast song, and he's he was like, I kind of don't exactly want to sing and play this at the same time, so I was like, let's let's do something funny. So, funnily enough, it was also a P bass. I, I was like, here, hand me your bass, I got this, and then tried to figure out how to play it backwards, and yeah. So I've been I've been I've been doing that a lot, and also like if I go to a guitar store or something, they never have any lefties. So I just a lot of the time I just suck it up and try to try to play backwards. Um. So my earliest musical memory was for my sixth birthday. My mom got me a little iPod Nano. It was pink. Um. It was like literally the size of my palm, and um, all it had on it was all of Taylor Swift's discography and all of Fish's discography. And that she preloaded for you? Yeah, that's what <laughs> she got from me, was Fish and Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> the ultimate duo. It was great. Um, and so I think my first, my first memory is like listening to Taylor Swift's debut album and listening to her song, Our Song, um, which is one of my favorite songs still. And I just remember hearing that and being like, I want to do this. And so then I started writing my own songs when I was really young and um, they were not good. And um, then do I- Do you still have them? I do have some. Um, I actually have my songbook from third grade still. And it is so funny. Um, it's it's interesting to look at. I like it. Bring those back out. <laughs> I know I should rework them or something. Um, but I didn't, I was kind of always into music and I had always done it, but I didn't really take it that seriously till COVID. And then um, I got really into songwriting. I was writing like five songs a week. And um, and then I uh, started playing open mics after COVID was kind of ending. And um, that's when I got really, really into it. And I took a music production class senior year. Um, where I got really into that. I put out eight songs on streaming um, platforms that I produced, and that was fun. And then I decided to study that at school and start a band, or, you know, join a band and do all this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my journey. Cool. All right. Um, a first musical memory is hard. Uh, I feel like I forget so much of my childhood. But uh, similar to Henry, I was always surrounded by music. Uh, my dad's been playing guitar since he's been in college. Um, him and my mom loved like Sufi and Stevens. Uh, they loved Elliot Smith as well. So I grew up with like a lot of folk, a lot of um, softish guitar style songs. And then like I was like eight years old, my dad's like, "Yeah, here's a MF Doom, Wu Tang Clan, uh, all this." So. I kind of got like a good variety of stuff at a young age, but it definitely opened me up to uh, the whole world. Um, my grandfather had been a drummer since he was in high school. So um, when it came time to like choose your instrument in third grade, I chose percussion. And I remember the first time that I really knew it was kind of something that was for me was um, in sixth grade when we had our very last concert, like a step-up concert. And the music teacher, Mr. Bowers, I hope you're listening. Oh, no, in, a, in the worst way possible. He said that I was going to have like a very limited role in this concert. And I said, do we have a bass drum snare and hi-hat? And he didn't give it to me, but I found one in the elementary school. And I played like drum set. It's like the first time anyone in my elementary school has ever played drum set. And I played that at uh, my sixth grade step-up concert. That was when I knew it was something that I wanted to do. But after that, um, 
started dabbling in piano at my church, um, garage band, of course, and a little bit of baritone horn in high school as well. <laughs> Fantastic brass instrument. Oh, yeah. That's my journey. Cool. So my earliest memory, um, I played piano at a church with this lady, Carol, and Carol was evil. <laughs> Carol, like most people's first piano teacher, would always yell at me because I was getting things wrong, and I was only four years old. So I kept taking lessons with her, um, and then I quit with her. Um, because she was evil, and then started taking piano lessons with a different guy named Eric, and this is kind of transitioning into where I enjoyed piano. Uh, he introduced me to a song called F Key by Fidel, which is more modern, classical kind of music, and he kind of explained a little bit of the theory behind it, and that really interests me, so I kept playing that song and eventually got it down after probably playing it for six months and that was kind of my little party trick but then I kept learning piano songs and it stuck I joined my middle school band uh, played piano and percussion for them and then went on to high school and played in the high school jazz band learned a ton of music theory and I don't know stuck with it yeah thank you uh, so my musical background starts when I was about five years old. I don't know if you're familiar with the Blue Man Group, but they had these little, like, uh, what's it called? They're like tubes, like plastic tubes, and you'd, like, hit the top of them and they make noise. I got that when I was about, like, five for Christmas, um, and that was the first Did your parents get that for you? I th yeah. I'm or did, did a different relative and your parents, uh, like... <laughs> it's so long ago, I couldn't remember, but I'm assuming... You're going to have to ask them that, because... But... Uh, I started with that, and then in about from first grade to second grade, I played piano. Um, but every single time I'd go to lessons, I'd be crying. I hated it, um, refused to go, and eventually my parents just got so sick of it, they let me quit. Um, so I stopped playing that, and then I switched over to drums for about like three, four years. Um, same thing, uh, quit that, didn't really like it. Music wasn't my thing for a while until about sophomore year, summer in high school. Um, when I just started playing piano, we have one in our house, so I just sit down, play a few things, get up, and then... You sat back down. Sat back down, started doing it. <laughs> and I think it was just being forced to do something and being told that I had to do it made me, like, not want to do it. But when I started doing it out of my own free will and, like, wanting to sit there and just play and do stuff, I really started to love it, and I just continued to do it till I got to high school, or till I got to college. Um, and then about, like, a month into school, uh, freshman year... Uh, I got my first guitar with Henry. We went to a uh, guitar center. Uh, it was like one of our first times hanging out. So we go to guitar center and we're there. We both bring our school bags. And when we're there, we both left our bags, but neither of us told the other. And we had to like wait for the bus too to like get there. So it's like a 30 minute way there, 30 minute way back, just waiting for it. Um, but we both did it and didn't tell each other. And then the next day I'm like, Henry, I left my bag there. And he goes, no way, me too. And so we both did two different trips there, uh, like idiots, and that was just a whole thing. But yeah, so I started playing uh, guitar about like uh, over a year now, like a year and a half about. Um, but I just fell in love with it when I started, and it's kind of just been like... Haven't put it back it. down. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. So I think we are ready for your third song. Is this the one that has a poem in the beginning? Yes, it does. Yes. So... No reverb yet, Ross. And what is the name? Is does it is it just one name for the whole yeah, piece? Okay. It's called psilocybin. Say that again, please. Psilocybin.
Whose idea was it to enter an alternate universe in the middle of the night? Three grams of enchanted fungi captivates my shadow and sets it free in an open field like slow melodrama. Afar is the quiet intonation of a tenor saxophone. Its cadence possesses my body and pulls me toward a dimly lit barn among the tents that make up the sacred hippie neighborhood in southern Vermont. I'm falling through the ground, I swear. From my lazy gaze, silhouettes of clouds and trees fade into each other to reveal a piercing moonlight. I howl, releasing all apathy into the sky. Suddenly, an asteroid storm emerges from the other like a divine epiphany, and I find myself wishing on secret hidden schemes.
we've been listening to Cows on the Moon. So, I do have a question for you, because you mentioned that you've recorded and put some of your own individual songs out. Have any of the songs by the cows been recorded yet? Um, great question. We're currently working um, to put out um, a song that we are pretty much done recording um, called I Exist. So that'll be out very soon. Um, and uh, we're going tomorrow to do our cover photo shoot. So it's it's in it's in the process. It's a thing. <laughs> yes, it's a thing. It'll be it will be out soon. Um, and then and that's the first song you've recorded yes so that'll be put out as a single and then we're planning to do um an ep of some sorts um maybe a live ep or i don't know we we haven't figured it out completely yet but um yes and and where was this recorded um in the studio at uvm um, uvm studio and did you record it all together all at once as a group um we did I think we did like bass and drums. We did these two at the same time, yeah. And yeah, at the same time. And then we did um, overdubs for guitar and vocals and keys. Okay. And what was that experience like? It was it the first recording experience a- as a band for most of you, or had had other of you gone and done recordings with other bands, or? I mean. I think, like, I remember the first day, it was pretty stressful because we were, like, still new to the studio, still new to, well, most of us hadn't really used Pro Tools before. Keegan, you have, though, right? Keegan had, so Keegan kind of carried. But the rest of us, like, the only, the most advanced thing we used before that was, like, Logic, maybe GarageBand, maybe Audacity, FL Studio, you know. Those are just the tools. You can make anything with those, right? I remember, like, once we got it going, we kind of just, like, we were just having a good time with it. We were just, we were rolling. And it was, it was kind of a lot, don't get me wrong. But, like, mm-hmm. I think with just the way we work, we were able to just push through it and get some real good takes out of it. And how long ago was the recording compared to now when it's about ready to come out? How much time in between? Probably, probably about a month ago, more or less. And is one of you the main mixer here? Or is it just you all get together and start start doing, playing with it? And um, So I, me, Sal, and Alistair are all music tech majors. So okay. we all kind of, um, and then everyone obviously contributes their own input on how they so, want. Um, so you kind of like made up your own homework. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically it is like. Our are, are were you able to use that ed in any of your schoolwork or? No. We did do mine with our class. Oh, we did actually in one of our um, studio classes. We recorded one of our songs as a class project. Um, so, yeah, one of our originals. So that was fun. But. Okay, and then you say you want to put an EP together are you going to go about it the same way in the same studio are you going to try to find Um, uh, a local studio you don't know you don't know yet you've got a you've got a handover for a mic studio time's difficult yeah Um, if anyone listening is really really proficient at mastering on Pro Tools um, and wants to come master an EP for us, that would be lit. <laughs> I concur with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you haven't had the mastering class yet? Well, I have some experience with mastering. It's just kind of a, it's a hard concept, honestly. Um, it's hard to like really finish up the details on the song. Um, well, and where does mixing stop and mastering start if you're doing it all yourself? And <laughs> yeah, it's 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 difficult. And it's some people get caught so in the endless subjective. loop, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, I was gonna say something, and I don't remember what it was. We were talking about the EP and your plans. Oh to get... yeah, definitely. Next time we'll be using Logic, not Pro Tools. You didn't no, no Pro Tools for you? <laughs> personally, personally, I like Pro Tools because I have I have more experience with it. That's what I used when I like put out my songs. But um, 
it's it's like it's just difficult. I don't. It's not as user friendly as Logic. Um, I don't know. Personally, I know it better, but everyone else like uses Logic more, I think. And also, it's just it's easier for us to share a project on Logic. Right. Pass the file around, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, you guys were kind of quiet during that section. Anything you wanted to add to the recording process, or when I came to the studio i sat down on keys did one take and i got to use midi on my keys so they are able to go into the program and i don't know anything about it but they can move around my playing in whatever time they want to play it, and they and change then, your instrument right and <laughs> yeah so i i don't know anything about it but it was nice to go in and sit down and go for an hour and then get it all done. Yeah, MIDI is very nice. <laughs> my my recording experience is about like 5 minutes of playing guitar and like 2 hours of sleeping on the couch watching them do everything. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's going on. Someone has the rock star <laughs> mentality over here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all them. They're both engineering majors. <laughs> Peter and well, Someone's got to fix the stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Henry. Oh, it's and actually Henry. really funny because three of us are engineering majors and three of us are music tech and business majors, so it's just completely evenly split. Are you guys all mechanical too? No. Okay. Never mind. Also a little bit of an offset since I'm double majoring with psych. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just <laughs> it's there. I like I like to stay busy, you know? I I get that impression. <laughs> Yeah. So we're kind of getting to the end of the evening here. So I think we're going to finish out with your last song. But before we go, you know the routine, Keegan. You've sat in on Rocket Shops. Where can we find you? Where can we see you next? What should we look out for? Yeah, so um, you can find us on Instagram at cowsonthemoon.band. And then we also have a website, cowsonthemoon.com. Um, and um, we... And as for shows, we um, actually don't have anything booked the rest of the semester to focus on finals and stuff, but we will definitely plan on How playing. very unrock like of I know, right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. That's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> it's the engineering. It's, it's actually a good thing. Sorry. You, you, you don't want to. Respect it. Yeah. <laughs> you um, don't want to rush it either. So. Yeah, so we don't have anything booked for <laughs> the next um, few weeks until break, but. Um, or month. And. Um, but in the spring, we'll definitely plan on um, playing some more Spring, shows. winter, you mean? Uh, yes, yeah, okay. spring, winter. Spring, spring semester, semester but... Yes, yeah. It's then, January. What else should people be doing but going in and <laughs> exactly, seeing yeah. people play music? Right. Yeah, and then definitely um, yeah. skiing, for sure. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, definitely um, we'll be releasing some stuff, so pay attention to Instagram, and that's and we'll be promoting some stuff, so yeah. Excellent. So what is the last song you have to uh, play us out with? Um, it's called Full Tilt Home Wrecker. <laughs> All righty. What about the old title? Well, okay. It's, originally we called it, um, I knocked out a pro at Full Tilt Poker, then took home his wife. I have a, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get to hear it. Don't worry. It's a follow-up. It, it's, it's fun. Um, and yeah, I have a t-shirt that I got for like 50 cents um, at the Goodwill bins that says I knocked out a pro at Full Tilt Poker and I just thought it was I was just wearing it one day and I was like I want to write a song about this but <laughs> I put a little twist to it you know cool alrighty let's hear it Roman Coke, it's poker night on Friday. I see him through cigar smoke as he ties the ash tray. Next minute, I find myself with cards in my hand. He puts down a full house. I've got a royal flush, and I knocked out a pro. I full tilt poker, then notice to his side. 
I started wearing a wedding ring So then I made her mine I knocked out a pro apple Till poker then took home his wife She spent the night and when I woke her Said I'm the best she's had in her life I, I took home his wife Had a full till poker I'm the shit now I'm taking home the winnings And a new girl that I found She just ditched her husband When I beat him in a round My wallet is full So I guess I'll take her out I knocked out a pro waffle Till poker that noticed to his side I saw her wearing a wedding ring So then I made her mine I knocked out a pro to Cows on the Moon this evening. I'd like to thank our spacefaring bovine friends for coming in. This has been Rocket Shop Radio Hour on 105.9 WOMMLP in Burlington, Vermont. We are off next week because it is Thanksgiving week. Enjoy your turkeys if you do that. Enjoy your tofurkeys if you do something else or whatever you may do on Thanksgiving Day. And then the week after that, we have Embers in Umbria coming in to join us on November 29th. So thank you all. Thank you again, all of you, for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Woohoo!